0: This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters: Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and Clark Judge.
1: The Talk of Fame Network is sponsored by Geico. Where just 15 minutes can save you 15 percent or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. And you probably should have gone 15 minutes ago. Well, we said we'd be getting to Jason Taylor, and we will now jason was a star defensive end as you all know for 15 years almost all of them in miami where he's a six-time pro bowler four-time all pro defensive player of the year walter payton man of the year and an all decade choice he ranks six in career sacks the all-time leader in fumble returns for touchdowns and leads all defensive linemen with nine career scores now of course He's a candidate, as we've told you, for the Hall of Fame's Class of 2017, and he's here with us today. Jason, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. Jason, I, I certainly went down a litany of accolades there. Um, it's long, but uh, that's who you were and who you are as a player. Of all of those de- accolades, which one is the most meaningful to you? Oh, wow. Um, I mean, there are so
0: many great moments and, and things I was fortunate enough to, to be a part of and, and be awarded but I think the man of the year is probably the one that stands out the most um, it's kind of the culmination of what you do on the field and and the impact you're making off the field in your community um, the leadership you show in your team and, and in your town, and really representing the league as a whole so that was that was very very meaningful in 2007 when I when I won that and it was you know ironically it was coming off of a 1-15 season so as as football was was kind of at its bottom for me team-wise with the, with the record being the way it was to to be able to have the man of the year to, to lean back on and say, you know what, regardless of what's going on in the game, I think the impact you're making in, in, in people's lives is, is a lot more important. So it really kept things in perspective for me.
2: Jason, you're a first-time eligible for the Hall of Fame in 2017. We've had players on our show, Brett Favre among them, who said they never gave the Hall of Fame a thought. How about you?
0: Um. Well, I mean, for Brett, he didn't have to think about it. It was a given, I think. You know, I I, I do, uh, you know, I I agree with Brett. I I really, I don't think about it much at all now. I didn't think about it when I played. And I wanted to be the best at what I did um, every week. And it was, it wasn't just every week. It was, it was every day at practice. It was every, every meeting that I went into. Um, Every rep, I took an individual drill. and, And I coach youth football now. And I tell the kids the same thing. It's just, it's the winning habits that I try to create and, and, I focused on those things every day, and just kind of went out there and did my thing. And, and you hope your resume stands up for itself, and you know represents what you did in the field. But it, it's never, it's never really in the, in your mind. It's you know the only thing you're chasing as a player, at least for me, was was the championship, and you know the the Hall of Fame. The the money that you make, all those things kind of come secondary to just trying to win. Yeah,
2: you know, Jason, the one stat that jumps out at me on your resume is not your 139 and sacks, which is quite impressive. It's the 48 career force fumbles. Bruce Smith played four more years than you did and had only 45. Lawrence Taylor had 33, Kevin Green 27, Michael Strahan 23. How did you master that art?
0: Well, that was something I worked on all the time. And we did it as a team. I mean, the, the coaches that I had a chance to play for Clarence Brooks who who may rest in peace passed away not long ago but we worked at it every day in practice we'd have a a quarterback dummy that had a little arm on it with the ball being there and and I I try to tell young guys nowadays you don't have to hit the quarterback and take him to the ground for it to be a sack if you knock the ball out of his hands it's still a sack and now you have a chance to make a game-changing play so it was for me it was always yes trying to trying to win downs trying to win series but Find a way to affect the game and, and really change the outcome of the game, and it's been preached forever by every coach I've ever been around, and, and every media person talks about it—the the turnover battle in the game and how important that is. So it was—I was, was always—I was always a ball hawk, and I, I worked at it every day. I worked at it in practice, you know, pregame, um, all the time, and it was just one of those things where you practice good habits long enough, and you play hard enough, and sometimes they—they they happen to come your way.
2: Jason, Derek Thomas, I covered him as a player, and he told me he watched a lot of film of Chris Dolman on the strip move. and Derek was very good, of course, at getting the ball out. Did you watch film of anybody?
0: Um, I watched a lot of guys that you mentioned in, in the question, with Strahan, um, obviously Bruce Smith, everything Bruce Smith did. Derek Thomas, you know, and just an amazing player, and and, and uh, obviously gone too soon. But I watched a lot of those. Willie McGinnis, a lot, a lot of guys that that rush the passer. I tried to find guys that were a little. A little lighter, a little smaller, because when I came in the league, obviously defensive ends were much bigger. So I was kind of, I was kind of, I was really different compared to a lot of the other guys. And then you start to find out ways to to figure out where the ball's going to be. So I'd watch tape on quarterbacks' release points, kind of where the ball is in, in, in the slot, whether it's down by their by their shoulder, up by their ears. Some guys had a wind up where they would take the ball back pretty far. So, you know, in that fraction of a second where you're turning the corner, or you're rushing them. And you see him getting set to throw, you know you kind of through film study and preparation, you kind of know, okay, I'm gonna go for the sack, also for the strip, and this is really where his his release point is, and you know you kind of become efficient doing that it, it's really it's cool to, to sit back and find it on film and then point it out to guys and, and you get some young guys that look at you like. You have a hole in the side of your head. And they're like, what are you talking about, release <laughs> point? And then they start to see how it, how it comes to fruition, and they're like, wow, that's pretty darn cool.
1: We're speaking with former Dolphins great and now Hall of Fame candidate Jason Taylor on the Talk of Fame Network, and this is pretty darn cool. You can find us at talkoffamenetwork.com or on Twitter at, at Talk of Fame net. And Jason, I, I know you said you didn't think about or don't think about the Hall of Fame all that much, but we're going to ask you to for just a second. If you were to stand in front of Hall of Fame voters today, what would you tell them about yourself? Well, that's so unfair. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's such a, such a hard question to answer I'm, I'm so not that guy but what, what would I tell him um, I'd probably say please to start off with and then uh, you know look I went to work every day tried to perfect my craft every day and kind of beat the odds of of being able to make it as a 240 pound defensive end you know playing in a three point so that was something I took a lot of pride in um, I worked at it I think I Affected the teammates around me, that was really, really important to me. Was to help, to make the guys around me better, whether it be through throwing a double team or or having a game plan set to, to kind of neutralize me. I always wanted to elevate the play of guys around me. I, I brought my I brought my best every week. I think I went nine and a half years without missing a game, and it wasn't because it wasn't because I shouldn't have missed a game. I just always took pride in being there, being available, and and being what I thought was was one of the best to, you know, to go out there and put the effort forward. I wasn't always the best player on the field, but I certainly was going to play longer and harder than anybody else out there.
2: And Jason, I covered um, Jimmy Johnson here in Dallas, and I knew him to have one of the keenest eyes in football in the evaluation of talent. He, f- he found Zach Thomas in the fifth round in 96, found you in the third round in 97. Both you guys went on to become all-decade players. How did Jimmy Johnson shape your career as a coach?
0: Uh, in every way, really. I mean... First of all, drafting me as a as a small player coming out of Akron, kind of not having a position, and that was, you know, I remember getting to Miami and asking him where I'm going to play, and he said your hands going to be in the dirt, and just don't worry about the call, don't worry about all the other stuff going on, just play hard and find the football. And really early on in camp, the uh, the guy ahead of me got got an injury, and Jimmy threw me in there as a starter my rookie year in camp, and was like, look, it's just go he had the confidence in me to let me just learn on the fly a little bit make some mistakes not really understand the game yet and, but instill that all that that confidence that you know he has my back the players believe in me and and he thinks I can do this and, and obviously Jimmy Johnson's name was huge when I came in and and uh you know to have that confidence from my head coach meant a lot and then the psychological games everyone talks about the psychological games that Jimmy plays and you know, how, how smart of a guy he is and he had a knack for pushing buttons, calling you out, sometimes by name, sometimes by example, and where everybody in the room knew exactly who he was talking to. And uh I think I think that fear of God a little bit that I had of, of Jimmy early on kept me on a straight path and, and kept me working and grinding every day.
1: Hey Jason, uh we're out of time, but thanks so much for stopping by and good luck with your Hall of Fame candidacy. Thank you. It's all my pleasure. That was former Dolphin star Jason Taylor. Up next, why a former Ram star deserves more than he's gotten from the Pro Football Hall of Fame. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer runs slowly, just log on to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software that can clean up what may be slowing your computer down. That's MyCleanPC.com. Talk of Fame Network is also brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. Hi,
0: this is O.J. Anderson, and you're listening to the Talk of Fame Network.